welcome to TAP, the awesome podcast. My name is Claire Turner and I'm an EFT practitioner, manifestation and mindset coach, the founder of Claire Turner EFT, the creator of Eight Weeks to Weight Loss and the From Doubt to Clout courses. Now, I am obsessed with helping women to overcome feelings of self-doubt and to grow into the awesome and empowered goddesses that they truly are. Now, if you are looking to tap into your divine right to success and abundance, then you have come to the right place, my friend. My goal within this podcast is to help you see your infinite potential, to tap into your personal power and be, do and have whatever you dream of. Thank you so much for pressing play. We're going to have so much fun. Let's get going. Hello, hello, hello. It's lovely to have you back. Hope you're having a wonderful day, a wonderful week. This uh, episode, I am going to be sharing with you a chat that I had with my special guest, Craig Wiener. Now, Craig is an accredited certified EFT master trainer. He's an approved supervising mentor an advanced EFT practitioner, a matrix re-imprinting trainer, Meta Health certified level two practitioner, the co-founder of EFTtappingtraining.com, and as the cherry on the top, he's also a chiropractor. Now, I have worked with Craig and his lovely wife, Lena, in the past. Um, they are a lovely pair of people. And I think it's quite interesting, um, their way of practicing EFT uh, is slightly different from the way of, say, Brad Yates. And personally, I don't think there's a, a wrong or right way of doing it, as long as whatever is being done is helping you or the person you're working with. Now, the big thing about EFT is that it is a very gentle technique. And as such, it is important to remember that when you are dealing with very traumatic events, there are certain techniques within EFT that you should be using. And if you have experienced something very traumatic, then I very much recommend that you do not try and work on it yourself because the chances are you're going to end up just re-traumatizing yourself. I recommend that you find an, a trauma-trained um, or a trauma-experienced EFT practitioner and work with them. And like I said, EFT is a very gentle technique. So if you are finding that you are reliving your trauma in a very horrific way like you are actually there and you are going into one of the responses which is either freeze um fight or flee uh, reactions then you need to be stopping what you're doing and work with someone who is trained in it who can help you navigate your way through it safely now eft obviously is um very effective for a lot of things. And I myself tend to focus more on uh, how EFT can remove limiting beliefs, how it can help you to release blocks to success and to happiness. 
And I think it's important to remember that each different EFT practitioner does tend to specialize in something very specific. Now, if you have experienced trauma uh, and you would like to know, would like to work with someone about it, um, I encourage you to contact me and I will put you in contact with someone who is specifically trained to be able to give you the best help and guidance. So with that being said, um, let us launch into uh, the interview with Craig. Uh, I hope you enjoy it and I look forward to seeing you again very soon. Take care. Bye bye. So hello and thank you for joining me today. I have the amazing Craig Weiner. Now Craig is an accredited certified EFT master trainer. He is an approved supervising mentor, an advanced EFT practitioner, a matrix re-imprinting trainer, I'm gonna have to take a breath, a Meta Health certified level two practitioner, co-founder of EFTTappingTrain.com and on top of all that, he's also a chiropractor. Now, with his amazing wife, Alina, he co-created a documentary film, The Science of Tapping, with guest interviews from the likes of Joe Dispenza, Fred Gallo and David Feinstein, and many other luminaries in the field. And he has also co-produced the annual Matrix Re-Imprinting World Summit with notable guest interviews from the likes of Bruce Lipton, Roland McCratty, and many more. Now, I had the absolute privilege of working with him in the past, and I am so thrilled that he has kindly agreed to have a chat with me now and lay himself bare to my rigorous questioning techniques. <laughs> Craig, how are you doing? Laying self bare. That was yeah. not, I, know, I didn't see that in the agreement, they're laying self. And well, separate that, 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 was, that was very, very kind. Craig, it's lovely to have you on. For those who don't quite know um, a lot about you, just tell us a little bit about, about your journey. How did you get to be to where you are now? How, well, when I was a child, I grew up, no, I'm not gonna go that far back. Um, <laughs> what do I wanna say? I'd say, you know, having been a chiropractor for almost 30 years, I've, I've, my life has been about health and healing and transformation. And um, so that, that's just been my whole life. Um, what I would say was with regard to my EFT journey, what I often share is when I first heard about EFT, I thought it was a bunch of crap. I thought it was ridiculous. I just thought, um, you know, I'd seen it online and it was like, you know, try it on this and that, and it helps in this and that. Actually, it was Dr. Joe Mercola's site. And so for about two years, I just kind of threw it in the trash pile. So I tell people, don't be scared about talking to skeptics. Look what happens. They may become a trainer, you know? So, <clears throat> so I started off skeptical and pessimistic and, um, and long story short was I decided to take another look at it. And I looked around to see if anybody in my community was doing this tapping thing. And there was one person in the whole area. So I invited her to my office to give a presentation on it and fell in love with the technique and fell in love with her and ended up marrying her. So, um, so Alina and I met because she had been doing EFT before I knew about it. She was already teaching and training. And the more I was exposed to it and the more uh, personally and professionally I started to use it and see the effects, the more it became a part of my life and my journey and my path. 
um, to the point that I became a practitioner and then trainer and continued to expand my work in this world. Yeah. Fantastic. Brief, brief, brief snapshot. In a nutshell. <laughs> Craig, how would you describe EFT to someone who hasn't experienced it yet? You know, that it's a great question. How do you describe EFT to somebody? And my answer always is this. It depends who I'm talking to. Mm. Right? If I'm talking to a teenager, it's one thing. It's like, it doesn't matter what it is. Just give this thing a try and see if it doesn't make you feel better. I challenge you, right? So in other words, if I'm speaking to a physician or I'm speaking to a psychologist, then I'm going to use different, more neuroscience languaging that I'm mm. comfortable with. If I'm speaking to an average lay person, then, you know, I'm often talking about the results that it can help them get more than the technique itself. Mm. So, you know, whether you want to come up with one definition of, oh, it's an imaginal exposure and with repetitive percussive stimulation of different meridian endpoint. You know, I mean, if I'm talking to an acupuncturist, I may use that. So I don't think, I don't want to put out there that there's a best answer because I try to meet the person where they're at, where their thinking is, where our conversation is. And, um, you know, because we also run a business and marketing program for EFT practitioners, the best way when they ask you what you do is you find out what they do or what their needs are. And it's like, oh, I help with that. I help yeah. people. I help people get from here with this problem to here with this solution. Because yeah. that's what people care about. They care about, as we all do, ourselves, yeah. our, pro our problems, what we're struggling with. Yeah. And so if the person, because 80% of the people still don't know what EFT is. So why <laughs> begin with something that they don't know what it is? Yeah. It's that yeah, when I someone asks people, you. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. When someone asks you what, you know, what you do, you say, oh, you're like, oh, I don't want to say. <laughs> Sure I do. I'll, I'll never forget. Um, this is years ago now. Alina and I were at a medical uh, dinner for a hospital, and um, so they're all nurses and physicians, etc. Going around the table, people were sharing what they do, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be good." Waiting till it got to Alina, right? And I would say most of them there were, were women, and she goes, "Oh, I." I help women to uh, get over the block so they can find the love and relationship um, that they've always wanted. And the table was silent. And like, every, then she became the star of the table and everybody wanted to talk to her. It's like, how do you do that? Well, I, you know, I use um, some stress reduction techniques and I use some different ways of finding out the beliefs that we have that limit us and, and describing about it. And the conversation was active and thorough. So that was a, oh, I do EFT. It was a it was a technique that was born in the eighties that combines that it, you know that wouldn't that would have been like okay all right Anyways, <laughs> so, so that's my um, that's my recommendation that you find a way and also don't my recommendation for others is if you're trying to impress with the science but the science vocabulary or your understanding of it isn't rock solid then don't because then you end up sounding illegitimate and not grounded. And it's like, look, you know, I don't completely understand how this works. Other people are much better at that part than I do. And I'm happy to send you some resources or to some websites. If that's really what you want to know, that's not my bailiwick that I can explain fully. I just know that it works with my clients, but I'm happy to give you resources about that um, from people that are a lot smarter than I am about the neuroscience of how this works. So don't try to oversell something you can't speak clearly either. Yeah, absolutely. As with all things in life, I think as well. 
Um, so I love the fact that you're a chiropractor first and foremost, because actually my other half is a chiropractor and he's the one who introduced me to EFT. And chiropractic is awesome. <laughs> For those of you who don't get chiropractic, go out immediately and get chiropractic. Um, do you, is EFT something you use in conjunction with your chiropractic, Craig, or do you keep two very separate? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So um, what I want to say is, is that when somebody walks through my chiropractic door, my website has now added pieces and short videos about EFT. Mm. So what I presume is that often people are coming for some health dysfunction and usually pain. And they're usually coming through with a mindset from their experience of chiropractic. So I'm always asking them what that is. And so I try to meet them there. I don't try to push the emotional energetic aspects of EFT and I meet them there. And then they may mention, you know, I saw that thing on your, website they may open it up that way and then we have a discussion about it and i may give them the dvd or have a conversation or send them to the website um, also there are times when we're making progress physically and it stalls out and it's like we're going slower and i say you know i don't know if you saw on the website but i also do this other thing and it looks at kind of the stress and the um different emotions and stress stressful stimuli that could be perhaps stopping the pain from reducing would you be open or interested in trying da, da, da? and in which case i don't do a full session of eft with my chiropractic clients it's inappropriate to just do and open up some deep emotional wound in the middle of i've got five more minutes or ten more minutes here yeah if they do wish to pursue that then I have a separate practice that's an EFT practice, or I refer them to one of my mentees or somebody else if that's appropriate, depends. Um, so, yeah, so I would say that a percentage of my chiropractic patients have either been exposed to me for EFT, et cetera, and others haven't. Um, so it really varies with the needs of the individual and the openness of their understanding of the mind-body connection and their interest in going into that arena, or no, I just want you to that that you know adjust my spine etc yeah um, so it depends on the needs of the of the patient yeah okay cool uh, now um i know both yourself and alina are very heavily involved in training other eft practitioners and like you just mentioned you have the the business element um side of it as well which you also help practitioners with what would your advice be to someone looking to become an eft practitioner yeah so somebody looking to become an EFT practitioner in my experience almost always comes to it from a place of heartfelt connection of wanting to heal themselves and or others right mm -hmm. i don't see people coming into the field to become a practitioner for the money no. um, that's not saying they can't be successful but it's almost always healing focused the first thing i would say is if you're going to practice with other people that taking some one day class is absolutely insufficient and inappropriate and actually dangerous and going through a certification program that's rigorous, um, that includes mentoring, that includes various levels of supervision as, as it would be called in some ways or mentoring. So for example, we have our training school. We are an association with EFT International, for example, and EFT Matrix Reimprinting Academy, depending what we're teaching that the EFT certification is absolutely um, a mandatory starting place. Um, I, I really don't trust or would not refer to somebody that hadn't been through that process because I watch 
over and over and over what happens when somebody goes through first just learning the information, but then the challenge of being a good practitioner, a skillful practitioner with all the tools, a safe practitioner with the considerations for what happens when things go sideways or deeper um, or emotionally intense and taps into trauma, et cetera. So a quality, um, quality certification program is absolutely a requirement. And then it really, so much of it is influenced by who their trainer and or mentor is, right? That there's a good safe fit there that they really are challenged um, to explore their own, um, their own biases, their own personal healing journey. That's absolutely required um, to be a skillful EFT practitioner, to be able to work with a, a wide variety. Um, what else do I really want to add? Um, that the mentoring, you know, the quality of teaching and the mentoring is so is so critical. Um, mm -hmm. And hopefully a good certification program provides both of those. And then mm -hmm. it doesn't end once you become certified. Your personal work doesn't end and your professional training doesn't end. Just like any other licensed mental health care profession, just as a chiropractor, just as any other healing arts practitioner, there's ongoing learning that should absolutely be a part of the process. Yeah, absolutely. Now, for those who are interested, then um, certainly myself, I went through EFT International, which used to be AMIT. Um, so if you are interested in learning, then if you go onto EFT International's website, you can search by what country you're in and find some... Absolutely. There are trainers around the world, and especially during these COVID times, we just completed a three-day online training. So, oh, our, cool. yeah. so we are now being able to provide you know, certification through yeah. our programs um, online and around the world, which is wonderful. I was actually just speaking with Alina about it earlier and it went so well. And even in person, even when you provide a safe environment, because we're dealing with personals, um, students that are going through professional training, the practice during the workshop is still on one's own personal issues, right? Mm -hmm. um, we're being diligent and safe. And sometimes things get emotionally quite intense um, for that. And we just noticed how safe everybody felt. And Alina was commenting, you know, one of the nice things about the online training when done live is people are in the safety of their own home. They have their cat on their lap. They have yeah. their favorite chair or blanket around them, let's say, or they're able to go lie down in their own bed at lunchtime on break. So um, we were just so pleased at how well people did, um, even on an online format, as long as it's live. It's not something that's canned and recorded because there's got to be live interaction and question and answer and observation, et cetera. But. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Craig, um, how can EFT helpers, especially during this time, because in very stressful times, hmm. EFT is a wonderful tool, but I know you're probably best placed to talk a bit more about the science behind, behind why it's so good at a stress reduction tool. Can you just tell us a little bit more about that? Okay, so your, okay, so your question, just so I can make sure and answer it is, hmm. How does EFT work or why is it important during this particular stressful time? Can you maybe just help me? So yeah, I know what but about how it works. And that, um, I mean, I think when people ask how it works, it'll probably segue into them realizing why it's such a useful tool at times of stress. Yeah. So yeah, just how it works. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to just give you a black and white answer and there's not a black and white answer to that because that's <laughs> being uncovered, isn't it? We know things about it. We know yeah. effects that it has, but the me underlying mechanisms are still not fully flushed out by any means. Mm. Um, whether we're speaking on, because 
as we're looking at EFT as a cognitive, somatic, and energetic practice, we're looking at effects of how we think about things and what we believe about the world or ourselves. It's affecting our emotional states around them. It's affecting our physiological state when we think about those things, and it's certainly affecting our energy system. We don't have a lot of research about how does EFT affect the energy system yet. There's, you know, commentaries and thought about that, but we can't, we haven't really been able to objectively measure that well. On um, most of the research has been done either on our subjective experience of, so for example, when we look at the studies, the meta-analyses measuring the effectiveness of EFT for post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, one of the primary ways of measuring progress is, for example, often the PTSD checklist, which is my experience of how often, how anxious do I feel? How depressed am I getting? How reactive am I to different situations? So it's still my own personal experience of how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking about, et cetera. And we see huge reductions in stress um, on a subject of personal perspective. Mm. More and more studies in the last two to three years are now moving to more objective physiological changes. So we have Dr. Stapleton at Bond University in Australia that uh, did the first published functional MRI studies for um, a decreased response um, on cravings in the brain after application of EFT. Um, there's been a replication study. We first had a first study that showed that an hour of tapping decreased cortisol or stress hormone by 20, 26%. And the newest study has shown over 40% reduction. Yes. We've seen changes in blood pressure. We've seen changes in brain waves. We've seen change. So in other words, that's still not saying how it works. <laughs> that's it, right? In other words, let's be honest. Yeah. It's saying that we're seeing as a result of EFT, these changes in the physiology of the way the body is working and responding yeah. on a lesser stress, on a lower stress level. Um, there are many theories. David Feinstein's got some great papers. We look at, for example, um, counter conditioning theories that are saying my body's conditioned when I see this on TV, when somebody talks to me like that, when somebody does that to me, that I respond like this. And somehow we've created a new conditioned loop that says now when that happens, my neurology and my neurophysiology doesn't react that same way. We look at theories of memory reconsolidation, which talk about how a traumatic memory becomes malleable and can in a sense be reset or rewired so now I can think about a traumatic memory and it doesn't have that same response in my body. But if you're asking ultimately how it works, the easy answer is we don't know. And there are theories that are being explored to what is the underlying mechanism. But I think we also shouldn't pretend when we don't know we don't know yet until we have a lot more money and a lot more research dollars that can go into. I mean, they still don't completely understand how aspirin works. So let's be, let's be honest. There are <laughs> lots of theories and there's this much we know, but not completely. Yeah. So maybe, um, and, you know, what we also know is that when we've experienced adversity in our past, especially in our childhood, it sets the tone of our autonomic nervous system in such a way to respond. Think of it like a car alarm that's at a very high sensitivity setting. The car alarm shouldn't go off if you just basically kind of run your fingers along the hood of the car. That means that any time the wind happened or any time the car shook, the alarm would go off. 
And so that high sensitivity because of lack of safety, because of cues of danger when they may or may not be there, have us overreact and send us into highly activated states or shutdown states as a result of normal things that are on our environment because of the adversity that happened, especially when our nervous systems were getting wired, wired as children. Mm. So we're having to undo that and relearn and our bodies relearn those things that got wired in when we were young. Yeah, lovely, thank you. Um, so with that being said, um, you've kindly agreed to lead some a little bit of tapping at the end here. <laughs> I mean, there's always this, um, for me, a challenge because the beauty of EFT, when it's most effective, you know, comes right out of the founder, Gary Craig, what he says, in order for EFT to be terrific, you got to be specific. Yeah. So the challenge then comes in any kind of setting like this of how do you and I do something and their viewers who are now watching this, well, I don't even know who's viewing this, right? So there's no way that I can be specific enough to address their concerns. And if we're too general, then it doesn't, it's not laser targeted. So one of the things that I that we discussed ahead of time was that we could do is especially during this COVID time where people are going um, into information overload, you know, some, some are calling it the infodemic in addition to the pandemic, yeah. And those states of watching one more news report, of seeing one more um, challenging theory to our paradigm of what's happening and why, and it sends us into states of overwhelm. And that might feel different ways for different people. And they may have different uh, emotional and psychological responses to that. So when going into some sort of state of overwhelm and too much and feeling like it's just like I'm bursting at the seams, then one of the things that is most helpful is that instead of projecting forward into the future, and instead of us triggering into things like this that may have happened in the past, is to be able to come to the present moment, yeah? And so we developed in conjunction with using Peter Levine's um, orienting work, just something called orienting tapping, which says all we're gonna do is we're gonna use the tapping to help us tune into the present moment get calm and grounded because right here I'm safe mm. right here okay when I start thinking about what might happen I'm not feeling okay and when I'm thinking about in the past what did happen I'm not feeling okay but right here in this moment here I can find a place of grounded okay calm flow state yeah yeah so also because we're doing this during um, the pandemic and I know that you're doing many of these interviews most people are probably watching the typical standard EFT tapping points. But since we're during this time, we've just adapted them and we're calling them the COVID points, which means that for those people that haven't just washed their hands, that are out in a place that, that might not be okay to do, we can actually alter some of the points and use some of the non-facial tapping points as well. And if you'd like to, we could do that. Yeah, that'd be fabulous, thank you. Okay, so I'll just go over them first, and then that way um, for people. <laughs> so the different points, I know because I'm surprising you here. He's going, oh gosh, what is he gonna do? Um, we're still gonna be using the side of the hand. Mm -hmm. We're still gonna be using the top, top of the head, mm -hmm. but instead of the eyebrow and side of eye and under eye and under nose and chin point, we're just gonna go to the collarbone points. Mm -hmm. And then we're gonna go ahead to the underarm points. 
And then we could just do, because so many of the um, meridians that come to the fingers go right through the wrist, we're just gonna use the wrist. Okay. Okay? Cool. Yeah. So um, we'll just say that right now, um, that there's this experience of so much and I'm casting my brain forward and back and there's just so much happening right now where we're just gonna use tapping to orient, okay? Lovely. And because we're not tuning into a specific event to go deeper, we're just gonna go ahead and use the tapping points without a whole setup, but we're just gonna start here. And I want you to just go ahead and start tapping on the side of the hand. And I want you to go ahead and just look around your room and find something pleasant to look at. Maybe it's outdoors, so I could look out at the water. Maybe it's a painting. And while you're tapping, I just want you to just really take in what you're looking at, the colors, the textures of it. Just noticing what you notice about the shape and the color, the dimensions of it. And then go ahead on the top of the head and I want you to just tune into a sound that you can bring your attention to. And it might be the sound of you tapping on the top of the head. Perhaps there's a clock in the background making a sound. Maybe you have a kitten or cat purring behind you somewhere, or there's a breeze or the birds outside. And just allowing yourself to just tune into the sound of that. Just notice it. And then go ahead down to your collarbone. And I want you to find somewhere on the surface of your body and just notice either the contact of, if you're leaning against the back of a chair, the pressure. Or maybe it's the back of your thighs where you're sitting, or maybe it's your feet on the ground. And I want you to just notice the contact, the sensation, just bringing your awareness just to the contact, and then underneath the arms. You may notice an aroma in the house and maybe you have flowers in the house or something's cooking in the background. And just notice what you notice about that. Just all you're doing is bringing your attention to that which you're putting your focus on. And on the wrists, Perhaps just bring your awareness to something nice that happened today. Something maybe that you're grateful for, or you just think about, oh, that was pleasant. Somebody, something said, something you did. And just bring your awareness to a thought or a mental picture of something that makes you feel good that happened today. Now, I can keep doing this and we can keep doing another round if we wanted to, but that's the essence of it. And I can stay as long as I want on that point. Mm -hmm. If I really am taking in and kind of getting lost in the color of something, I could do a second point and now I can move to maybe the rug or something. So all that's doing is we know that the tapping is starting to reduce the cortisol. When we've looked on different brain waves, we can automatically see as soon as we start tapping, all of a sudden that high beta fast brain waves start to slow down into slow beta and towards alpha. And just after doing that, you can start to go, oh, you know what? I think I'm gonna just turn Facebook off right now. 
I think I'm going to turn the news off. I really, right now, I don't need any more of that. I think I'll turn some music on and maybe dance or move or something else, or I'll go play with my puppy. And so in that place, yes, and we have a little <laughs> that would be very nurturing, self-resourcing to go play with, and I'll do that after this. <laughs> but just using that um, as a very brief intervention to just find a place that allows the blood flow to come back to my prefrontal cortex and go, what would be a better decision with my attention and focus right now? Yeah, I'm turning that off or whatever. Yeah. And so one application that we can use tapping for an EFT4 um, for a quick reset. Yeah. yeah. And even just doing that little bit with you then, I can feel myself much calmer. It wasn't stressed before, but just as, yeah, as almost like a tingle and a, oh. <laughs> that was absolutely fabulous thank you so much craig it's been an absolute delight speaking with you um do have a lovely rest of the day i hope everyone's staying well where you are we are well and i'm gonna go outside it's a gorgeous sunny day and i'm gonna get some gardening done and some tapping teaching and just lots of things so yeah i'm looking forward to sounds awesome cheers to that my love take care bye bye Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me in a review so I can keep the awesome stuff coming your way. And if you aren't already following me on social media, come and soak up the extra inspiration by following me on facebook.com forward slash Claire Turner EFT or visiting my website at claireturnereft.com. And just so you're aware, I'm very greedy. Claire has everything in it, C-L-A-I-R-E. I appreciate you so much, and I cannot wait to connect with you again in the next episode. In the meantime, be awesome. <laughs>